Just now, a, a quote from, I think, a piece you did with the Banner Herald after the first of the year. Uh, talking about your first year on the job, every time I take a job, the first year always kicks my backside, and then I figure out what I'm doing. Where are you on that continuum? Uh, well, I, I think, uh, you know, the bruises are healing. <laughs> uh, you know, the reality is, you know, we not only have, I think, a new era in Athens life, but, you know, functionally speaking, there were five newly elected commissioners. Uh, those five folks had to integrate with the five long-standing folks, and we had to be able to craft a collective agenda that everybody felt very positively about. Um, you know, th- there can never be enough hand-holding in this job. Uh, there can never be enough time for individual conversations and planning. You know, we live in a time, Tim, when it seems like noise has taken over everywhere, you know, on television, 24-hour news stations, certainly online, on social media. Mm-hmm. Um, but 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 I think we do our best work when we are not noisy with each other, but we're listening to each other and we're having conversations. And so um, what I've been able to move toward, and I'm not going to claim ultimate success, I'm not at the political pinnacle, <laughs> but, um, but, but I think I've gotten into a groove where I'm having frequent enough conversations with my colleagues, certainly frequent enough conversations with staff people within the government, and most importantly, frequent enough conversations with people out in the community to figure out how to integrate all the needs. And that's a big part of the job because you're never just doing one thing at a time. You're never just working on new sidewalks and bike trails. You're never just working on economic development. You're never just thinking about neighborhood health and crime reduction. You're doing all of those and 500 other things at the same time. And so uh, I feel good about where I am. Uh, the the weeks and days are dense. Um, <laughs> you know, it's it, and we it, see you. We see you. You know, a couple of times a month. Uh, we go down to city hall or we watch on TV or whatever the, those meetings. But the work it's for a part time job. I'm led to understand it's full time work. Uh, y- yes, uh, somebody looking at my calendar not long ago said, yeah, part time. I guess you decide which twelve hours of <laughs> the day you're, you're going to be working. Uh, a couple of issues. Let's let's dive right mm-hmm. in here. Uh, and this one, I'm, I'm seeing the proposal on a property tax freeze for low-income homeowners in Athens. The idea being that those folks are not in a position to deal with escalating property taxes. That's right. Uh, well, that would, uh, by definition, those some folks would argue, uh, land in the laps of those of us who do pay property taxes and will expect to see the bills go up. What's good if you just look at the actual dynamics of Athens real estate development is that you could take one single development over the last couple of years, the mark on Oconee Street and East Broad Street, and that would more than pay for the cost, the trade-off in having those low-income residents have some stabilization in their lives. We, we, of course, live in a community that's growing, where real estate prices are going up dramatically. I've been very explicit and said... I mentioned this morning, new home construction starting again. Some of those subdivisions that sat empty for a decade starting to see houses. That's right, and and, and we need that. Uh, We have 45,000 people who come into Athens every day to work. Now, some of those people are naturally going to be doing that because two spouses are, you know, commuting one to Atlanta, one to Athens, or the like. But for everybody who wants to be able to live in Athens or stay in Athens, we want that to be able to be true. And so the tax freeze stabilization is part of that. Uh, I bought a house in the 90s on Pulaski Street in Athens for $89,000. Two houses sold just up the block from me in the last year for $600,000 a piece. Now, my wife and I do well. We, we can afford our rising property taxes. You know, we, we believe that that's an important part of be our civic lives. 
but for somebody who's on social security, who's on disability, who's on a fixed income, who hasn't seen their paycheck rise commensurate with their property value, we want that level of stabilization. Well, we're, I mean, that's something my wife and I think about. We can see the finish line now. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, we're, 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 we, can, we can see it from here. And yeah. then it, 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 sometimes that becomes an issue for the more seasoned citizens among us. Absolutely. And, and it shouldn't become an issue if you're enjoying living in your neighborhood, if you want to be able to stay there, if you want to enjoy walking to that coffee shop around the corner, if you want to enjoy seeing your grandkids on your front lawn, um, if you just want to be able to continue the life uh, that you've lived as a member of the Athens community, we're going to set up a circumstance in which that can be true. Right, Athens Mayor Kelly Gertz, those pesky listeners uh, posing questions on our Facebook page here, I mentioned social media a moment ago, one asking about uh, the Firefly Trail. Uh, mm-hmm. Ask our mayor why he's not doing anything about the way the Little Oak Street side of the Firefly Trail is being systematically trashed by county workers. Okay, what, what's going on there? So uh, Firefly is, of course, a 39-mile uh, trail that's gonna, that is now in downtown Athens that ultimately will go to Union Point, Georgia in Greene County. The first segment of it that uh, the, the reader mentions is complete from downtown to the Loop. Uh, the next segment from the loop out to Hancock Industrial, and then actually the outermost Clark segment in Winterville proper, um, those are under construction right now. I appreciate the listener uh, alerting me to this. Um, nobody had mentioned that to me up until the, this the, point. The, and uh, I would kudzu say. Kudzu and is being sprayed all the time. Uh, English ivy, home covered with that stuff, she said. Yeah, broadly, let me know about these things. I appreciate that. I'm, I'm pretty easy to find. 706 613 3010 or uh, kelly.gertz at com. I, I, I like to get my boots on the ground and see what's going on. So. Another listener wants an update on the work that's going on there. Northbound ramp, the loop at the Lexington Road, Oconee Street perimeter out there. One mm-hmm. of the bigger bottlenecks, traffic backups we deal with in Athens. It, it is. One of my uh, bigger successes in the last year has been engaging very successfully with the Georgia Department of Transportation and our congressional delegation. Uh, within the course of a couple of months, I visited four of the congressional offices in the area, the two that visit, uh, that, that support Athens, and then the two surrounding ones. And uh, fortunately, we were able to get funding for the realignment of that move from 2027 up to this year. Engineering was done on that last year. And so you should see construction probably late in 2020. What's going to be great is if you think about coming from, say, Cedar Shoals High School down Barnett Shoals Road, you arrive at the intersection where the movie theater is on your right. Mm -hmm. Rather than having to take a left and then another left to get on the loop, you'll just go right across Highway 78 Uh, to get onto the loop. Yeah, great. That 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 is such a pain. Yes. They have to do what you just stepped it, us through it, there. It, a lot of folks deal with it on a daily basis. It is. And when everybody asks me, well, what's Athens like if I'm out of town? You know, I talk about how much I love the fact that this was the first place I lived where I could get everything culturally and socially that I was interested in. You just have this vibrant uh, economy. Um, and I didn't have to sit in traffic for a half hour just to get a loaf of bread. It's, it's turning for the into most a part. thing here now. And that's maybe kind of a victim of your own success here. If we don't have a booming economy, people aren't going places, going to work, going to stores to buy things, going out for entertainment, then we don't have a traffic problem. That's right. And part of that we think of in terms of land use, too. And so we're probably going to be seeing some densification of some core sites in town over the next couple of years. I uh, think about the area where Kmart used to be on the east side of town or where the area where the mall is. And if you're living right next to the grocery store, that means that you don't have to sit uh, at traffic light after traffic mm-hmm. light. And so we're, we're setting up those circumstances. 
And we're also connecting that with things like transit expansion that I see coming in a significant way in the next couple of years. And then, of course, there's there's House Bill 276, which is in, in, in the legislature now, which is the one where they're going, where it would require for online services such as Amazon and Airbnb and Lyft to collect sales tax and pay those sales tax directly to the jurisdictions that it's owed. Now, as he's talking about uh, something you'll have to mm-hmm. get from the legislature, if you get it at all, that is Commissioner Jerry Neesmith uh, talking there behind the rail, a recent Athens-Clark County Commission meeting. Every legislative session, you have that legislative wish list. Uh, you get started asking lawmakers what you want before the session gets underway. Uh, that particular piece of legislation, others, uh, in terms of the General Assembly, what are you looking at and looking uh, for? I, I, I'm very much looking at that. By the way, this is Mayor Kelly Gertz. I should yes, have mentioned that. Uh, and, uh, and, and just prior, you heard my colleague Jerry Neesmith, uh, Commissioner for District six, who's been a great advocate for making sure that we get the tax dollars that we ought to be collecting here in athens Clark County. Um, he's made the point that some of the vendors, online vendors out there, are actually remitting sales tax to adjacent counties because, of course, we have some zip codes that sort of bleed from one county into another. Uh, I think the General Assembly is, is going to be a great advocate for this moving forward, not only for those kind of online sale phenomenon, but things like Airbnb that need to be paying sales tax and hotel motel tax. And, and, and that specific topic of short-term rentals is something of a sign to our government operations committee to make sure that, that that's true. Uh, you know, if you think about all the Airbnbs in town, you've essentially got collectively another two hotels mm-hmm. uh, that are sitting there, you know, two Hyatts or two and do we, can we, do we? What's the status of the local ordinance there? Do we know, can we point to them and know which ones? That, do I have to register? Here's my question. Mm-hmm. We thought about, you know, the Notre Dame game. Let's rent out the house. Do we have to go down to City Hall and tell people we're doing this effectively? Well, this has become so ubiquitous across the country that now there are these aggregating services that you can get that essentially scrub Airbnb and VRBO and the other online services to identify all of those. And then we just send a letter to the owner and say, hey, you know, we understand that you've got a short-term rental. You know, that means that you've got to pay eight cents on the dollar sales tax and seven cents on the dollar hotel motel tax. And this is how you do that. And abide by certain regulations in terms of conduct and that kind of thing. That's right. Absolutely. And so uh, we we think we're going to get there fairly easily. And that's going to be another really rational boost to the local economy. Where are we, Mayor Kelly Gertz? I kind of lost track of this one. Uh, your predecessor and the previous commission, the last thing they did on the way out the door was get those scooters off the streets, those bird scooters, yes. a moratorium uh, that you folks are going to spend a year crafting some regulations. I gather that moratorium has gone beyond the year, and we're still not seeing those things. It, it where where a, is this? That moratorium uh, to get those scooters off the street was extended to June of this year, June of 2020. And so the Legislative Review Committee has been working on that, and they've been collaborating with our our bike ped advisory group, which is called Athens in Motion. And what looks likely now, and this has not yet come to pass, but at least the preliminary proposal, is to have a couple of pilot companies with whom we interact. Some of the requirements would be that there would be a speed limit on how fast the vehicles actually can go. We understand that's technologically possible. Another would be that there's what's called geofencing, which means that those could not go to certain places uh, because we don't want them ending up 
on places where the university mm-hmm. doesn't want them, uh, in people's front yards. Sure. I think the last one of these that I saw, Tim, after the moratorium when I uh, was walking through East Athens and glanced over, and I was like, what's in that rose bush? I was like, oh, that's one of those scooters <laughs> you know, that's probably been hanging out there. interacting with these companies. Bird is one, Lime, I think, is another. The issue that I understood uh, was that there was no interaction at all. You woke up one morning, and there were tens of thousands of these things on the streets in Athens. They just airlifted them in here and, and started making money hand over fist and didn't bother to tell anybody. Yeah. Yeah, in, in the chaotic M.O. of the current uh, environment with a lot of the innovators, uh, they just dropped them en masse. Uh, I did not take them like manna from heaven. Uh, <laughs> they, were, they were a little more challenging. Yeah. Uh, you know, manna does not uh, uh, trip me uh, when I'm walking right. down Prince Avenue on the or, sidewalk. Or pull out in front of you as you're driving down Millage or whatever. Yeah, yes. I mean, a lot of that was going on. Mayor Kelly Gertz with us. Uh, a listener wants to, I'm tossing up the softballs. It's the listeners who are asking all the hard questions here. Uh, Jamie asked this, is Athens going to become a, Athens Clark County, going to become a sanctuary county, either tacitly or explicitly? Are you going to follow that road or that path? Now, we got to define what we mean by sanctuary, I that, suppose, that, first. That's right, and, and, and that's the first point I'd always make. I mean, I think people are used to watching cable news and you know, they get these sort of bloviating talking heads who talk about a sanctuary city as as if it's some kind of walled environment. And um, and certainly, I think that's the first point I would want to make. But I would want to quickly follow that and say, we're a welcoming community. You know, we, we value the range of people who call Athens home who are Athenians. And if some of those people are not formally documented, um, we are concerned most of all about, as we would with anyone, their behavior. And if people are behaving well, if they're being good neighbors, if they're not committing crimes, we want people to be protected. One of the things that, uh, that and there's a lot, uh, and we've, we, the voters of Athens, signed off on that sales tax referendum last year. One mm-hmm. of the things that's generating a lot of the conversation here, the Classic Center expansion, new arena. Uh, where's the timeline, first of all? So I anticipate that uh, we're probably going to see ground broken late this year on that project. Uh, There are going to be a couple of bonds that are going to have to finance its construction, one that's connected with those sales tax pennies and the other with other revenue that the Classic Center is going to derive. In the conversations leading up to that referendum, we were successfully able to get the Classic Center Authority to understand that this wasn't going to be solely or primarily funded through SPLOST. And so we pushed their ask from $59 million down to $34 million, contingent upon some other funding streams. There's going to be a new hotel on the Classic Center campus. There's going to be a senior condominium development on that campus. And they're going to get some corporate support as well. Uh, what's great is that if you look statewide, and I encourage everybody to always look at other communities and say, well, how do we stack up? So many other towns have convention centers that are drawing from your property tax dollars, from what we call the general fund. That's not been true of the Classic Center for over a decade. So compare Macon. The Centerplex in Macon takes in over a million dollars of general fund dollars from the Macon Bib residents. Uh, the Classic Center zero. Uh, now, one of your uh, commissioners, Commissioner Melissa Lincoln, I don't know if to put words in her mouth here, but she's expressing some concerns recently about effectively a blank check for the Classic Center. Do you share that concern? I, it, it, there's always a little bit of a dance when you've got a public authority, uh, and part of that dance is that we appoint members of the authority. Um, and the other part specific to this is that concerning those revenue-generating components, uh, there is going to be a, an advisory body that reviews the request for proposals 
and uh, I, I've asked Commissioner Link to sit on that body so uh, that there will be deep engagement between the commission and the Classic Center. Listener wants to know, uh, Mayor Kelly Gertz here, Listener wants to know that big development, which is basically a big patch of dirt right now off Tallahassee on the north side, north yes. side of the loop. What, what, what is this? Or what is it going to be? There's a multifamily development that, uh, that, that hugs the loop right there at Tallahassee Road. And, um, you know, one of the things that you noted is that we're seeing housing starts mm-hmm. go up. That, that's true in the single family environment for people who are going to be homeowners. And that's also true for people who want to live in condominiums and people who want to live in apartments. Um, you demand long ago outstripped supply. And so this is being able to make sure that, yeah, we can have some of those folks who you know, work in our healthcare field, uh, who work in our manufacturing community, who might work at the university, who can live right here in Athens. Uh, courthouse projects, also part of the sales tax mm-hmm. referendum. Where are we there? Uh, we will be having conversations over the next couple of weeks about siting. And once we have a site, uh, we probably will be breaking ground late this year or next year. Uh, for those unfamiliar with this project, we're going to be building a new courthouse and the existing courthouse is going to be backfilled with all of those departments that have been sort of scattered hither and yon all over the county in kind of old and in some cases decrepit facilities. Uh, so for the consumer experience, they'll be able to get one-stop shopping. They need to get a business license. If they need to talk to folks in planning, if they need some small business support, that's all going to be under the same roof. You know, I, I've joked about this a few times in recent months. Uh, South Bend, Indiana, population about, what, 90,000 or so. Yep. Athens, 115, South 000. Bend, where have I heard about that town yeah, lately? the mayor of a town that is smaller than you is waging a very credible candidacy for i mean i've said this you could be a presidential candidate if he can be i don't guess you have any interest right now well tim i uh you know if i'm very fortunate i will be mayor for another seven years <laughs> and uh and, and we'll see what happens at that point um you know my, my my options may be open and my options may include uh raising heirloom tomatoes at home yeah, yeah no, well the great uh, we, thing we will would see. be yeah you, you wouldn't be a viable candidate for anything if you didn't do a good job here if, if athens were a train wreck at the end of those eight years nobody would be talking about you running for any Trying to keep us on the rails, brother. It's better for all of us if, in fact, you're having that conversation or any kind of a conversation in seven or eight years. What's next? What's the next? we got about 30 seconds here. What's the big thing in front of the commission when you convene uh, the first Tuesday in February? We we are very quickly going to be talking about that north downtown redevelopment that includes the Bethel Midtown Mm -hmm. Village area. And I'm very excited about that, uh, first and foremost, for the residents there who've been enduring terrible conditions for many moons, in fact, decades. Um, that's going to be a boon for those residents. It's going to be a boon for Athens. Uh, it's going to be a great addition to our downtown grid. So I'm really excited about that. Yeah, getting a off national and rolling. mayor's meeting up there in D.C. You're just back I, I was just at the Mayor's Innovation Project uh, Christmas or annual meeting in, in Washington, D.C. Uh, it's a group helmed out of Madison, Wisconsin, and in their self-described terms, uh, they appeal to mayors who, quote, take the high road. And that is <laughs> what I'm trying to do here in Athens.